everyone has like a God-shaped hole in their heart. And I was just filling it with whatever I could find that would make me happy in the moment. But, you know, <laughs> the only thing that fits it is God. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Michael Winchester. He knew something was missing in his life, and his journey led him to find that missing piece. Welcome to the Behind My Journey podcast. I'm your host, Quinn Eaton, and I'm sitting with Michael Winchester. He is going to share his journey with us today, and we're very excited to hear from you, Michael. Thank you so much for uh, kind of jumping into this and and you're going to be the you're you're the first person that I'm interviewing for the podcast. So I appreciate you kind of being the guinea pig for the behind my journey podcast. Yeah, man, starting off with a bang. Uh can't <laughs> <laughs> I'm um I'm extremely excited to, you know, share my journey and uh whenever Jared texted me about it, I I knew I just, you know, if anyone wanted to hear my story, I'm more than willing to you know, share it. And that's awesome. Hopefully someone can glean something from it. Well, the, the first podcast that we released, I kind of talked a little bit about myself. Um, but I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm a Murray state student. I've been volunteering with the journey for a little bit, uh, with the guest services stuff. And, and I've always really felt at home with the journey and I really enjoy the atmosphere that the journey is able to provide. But, uh, do you want to maybe introduce yourself to the people that are listening today before we get started? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I started going to Journey about three years ago. Um, I started serving almost immediately after going to Journey. It's kind of funny. Um, I was very new to Christianity, so uh, I was actually trying to go to both one of the other churches in town and then kind of double dip and go to Journey as well. And they both had a uh, they both had sermons on generosity, and I was like, well. <laughs> I'm a college student too, so yeah. I don't really have that much money to give <laughs> right now. I might as well start giving some of my time. So I uh, jumped in. I worked the 5 a.m. crew for a little bit, going over to the CFSB Center to go set up. And That's then, dedication uh, right there, getting up that early. <laughs> yeah, at the time, it was a little easier. I had a job that was that allowed me to you know get up that early because I was doing it during the week anyway, but uh, as the year progressed, it got a little harder, mm-hmm. especially on Sundays. So, um, I actually transitioned over into the transit team and I've been serving with the seventh and eighth graders pretty much ever since. So, um, that's kind of my background with journey. That's, that's awesome. That's a really cool story. And I liked how you said, uh, you know, you were a college kid, you didn't have a lot of money. So you decided to give your time. Uh, there are a lot of people that might just say like, Hey, I can't give any money. I don't have anything to give. And so it's really awesome that you stepped forward and kind of took that, uh, position, that opportunity to still help, even though you didn't have money. I can relate to that being a college student, not having a lot to go off of a lot of cookout and things like that for me. But so it sounds like, you know, you, you said you were double dipping in church, which I think that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> you did kind of feel at home whenever you got to the journey. Is that right? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I was actually going back to my childhood church. Um, When I was there, uh, honestly, I I didn't really feel it was all that applicable to me. Um, I kind of had a childhood version of God, um, Mm -hmm. and it didn't really stand the test of, you know, growing up. And so uh, if there was any applications in the sermon over there, I, you know, I had probably fallen asleep in the pew before before (laughs) they, you know, it actually got to me. But then I ended up going to Journey and I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the music. Maybe it's 
the way Matt presented it, um, you know, I was just found myself being able to take more steps as I went along. And, you know, it just felt very real to me. And it felt like everything that I was hearing, I could apply to what was going on in my life. And so, um, you know, I just kept taking steps and, and it kind of led me to where I'm at today. Yeah. Well, something that I've always said is whenever you know, you know, and that I, I apply that to a lot of different things. And whenever I stepped into the journey, it was one of those things where it just, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is a church that I can really plug into. And it sounds like you were a little similar to me as far as that aspect. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's go ahead and, you know, this is behind my journey. So not behind the last couple of years of my life. Let's go ahead <laughs> and, and dive into the deep stuff. Okay. That's what you're here for today, Michael. Um, sure. For the people that are tuning in today, explain like how and, and when you placed your faith in Jesus. That's always a really important milestone in, in a Christianity's life. Uh, when did you place that faith uh, in Jesus Christ as your Savior? Yeah, man, mine, uh, mine was a real turning point for me. Um, and it's funny because like you remember the moment that you did it. Or I don't know if everyone does, but I do. It was... I've actually moved around a lot in my life. So I I grew up in Murray, but uh, my senior year of high school, I moved off to Florida, uh, moved to Tallahassee to go to school at Florida State just briefly after that. And then, you know, just kind of got it in my head that, hey, I want to move out and try some computer science. And I moved out to Seattle on my own. And I just, I didn't really have a lot of, I had guidance. I just wasn't willing to listen to it. I was very, my life was kind of unstructured at the time. And I got out there, I had, uh, anxiety problems. I had, um, I'm sure I was homesick. I had, uh, you know, health problems. I was over 300 pounds at the time. And that might look good on like a six, seven offensive tackle, but <laughs> I'm five, nine or five, 10. So yeah, <laughs> it, uh, I was just kind of, I, I didn't have a lot of guidance and, um, any plan or direction really. Um, so when I was out there, I, I remember I was sitting, in my laundry room, it was actually a community laundry room. It was like 3 a.m. And uh, man, the anxiety and, and just the sleepless nights were just getting at me. And I didn't feel like I had anywhere to turn. Um, so, I mean, I just laid it all out there for God. Like, um, it was one of those prayers, like it was kind of like a desperation prayer. Uh, sure, yeah. I I let him know, like, it, it was really humbling for me. That's That's you know, why I said in the beginning that my journey has been humbling is because I had to pretty much go against everything that I built my life on in the past, all the overindulgence, all the, um, you know, I, I was sure of what I knew at the time. And, you know, at that point in time, you know, it was just, it, it, it was, it didn't stand up to what I was seeing in my life. And so, yeah. um, I just basically had to say, Hey God, I'm, I'm wrong. And I need you to intervene here. I need you to show me some kind of way of how to fix this. Um, and over the next few months, he, <laughs> he, I had so many God moments and, um, and you know, it's a God moment just based on the time. I mean, you, you, you just see it show up at the right time and it's always an opportunity. It's always takes, it always makes you take a step, you know, it's, it's never just like, Oh, I'm going to show up and just give right. you all this stuff. Um, yeah. I just asked him for guidance. And the next day I, I bought a ticket to come home to Murray and just kind of hit reset. And um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. whenever I do it. Well, the frustrating thing about 
God's timing is it doesn't usually align with your timing, right? So that's the thing that I, I've heard from a lot of people is all of a sudden, like they had this plan, they had this idea of what they wanted their life to be. And, and as soon as they kind of realize, like you said, that turning point where it kind of flips and you say, okay, it's, it, I'm living my life, but it's God's life that I'm living for, right? So it sounds like that turning point uh, happened for you. And it might have even been one of those things where uh, I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, of course, but it just seems like that moment was so powerful where you might have been like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Was there any sort of thought like that whenever you did have that moment in the apartment complex? Well, I, I, at the time, I don't think I had a wow, I can't believe this is happening moment. <laughs> I, think I, I think I got that when I came back and I just started seeing, every, I mean, I kept praying and it kept becoming more and more personal to me because when you're like, when you're just like crying in prayer, it's like you have so much trust that someone's on the other end that you're getting yourself worked up. You're, uh, everything's getting personal to you. And, you know, every single time I asked for something, I'd see something in my life that I could, you know, move in a certain direction or go, go help somebody with this or um, go give my time towards this. And, you know, it all just, every single time something hit, it's just reaffirming to, yeah you know, what you're doing and it just builds on top of it, 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 itself. And uh, you just learn to trust in God from there. So you, you had that turning point and you developed that trust with God. It sounds like things have been going really well since then, but what was life like before that transformation? Cause you said you were moving around a lot. You said you had, you know, you went to Florida, you went up to Seattle, you were, it sounds like you were all over the place, right? What was life like <laughs> before the transformation? Well, I mean, it, it, it was all over the place. Like I said, I, I, I had plans and um, my plans, <laughs> they were all uh, selfishly for me. It was, it was, um, I was living for myself. Anything that uh, I found that I enjoyed, I, I went at and, um, you know, it, it just, I didn't have anything, any foundation to stand on. Um you know, I, I, I trusted in myself <laughs> way too much. Uh, I trusted that um, I knew everything and uh, and I really didn't uh, take a lot of the advice that, you know, family members, friends were giving me. I, I was really just kind of going off on my own. And um, when you do that, you don't have the community around you. Uh, um, you just kind of leave yourself open to, to life hitting you and then, you know, not having anyone to bounce things off. And yeah. Um, you know, you kind of shut yourself off and, and, and it becomes a pride thing more than anything. It, it, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't want to admit to yourself that you were wrong. And so, um, you know, I was a self-proclaimed, I mean, in high school, I, I, I didn't see the point in Christianity. I didn't um, put my trust in it. I actually thought it sounded kind of silly, the whole thought of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I made myself known about that. Um, I, it, you know, me and my friends would just get into all these conversations and, um, you know, I always ended up on the opposite side growing up in the Bible belt. It's, it's, you know, you don't run right. into a lot of opposition, <laughs> but, um, I was that, uh, to a lot of my friends. And then, um, when I realized that I couldn't without some kind of partner or without, I, I mean, it's been described to me like, everyone has like a God shaped hole in their heart. And I was just filling it with whatever I could find that would make me happy in the moment. But, 
you know, <laughs> the only thing that fits it is God. And so, you know, until then, I just kind of look back on my life back then. And I think, wow, you know, <laughs> if I've been living for God all the way up until this point, um, I just wonder where everything else would be. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. just amazing how far he's taken me in the last three years. So, you know, you, you had that transformation, uh, but before that and what leading up to that was a little bit of frustration, right? What was what were some of the frustrations that you felt, you know, as you were trying to find that solution? You said there was a God uh, shaped hole in your heart that, that you, you were trying to maybe throw things at, like what happened and, and how did you f- figure that out? How did you find that solution for, uh, you know, that missing piece? It was really the people that he surrounded me with. Um, whenever I decided to come back to Murray, um, I got plugged in and, mm-hmm. um, you know, my family surrounded me, like they gave me a place to stay. Um, you know, I, I had actually had my cousin uh, reached out to me and told me about Journey. Um, and uh, I actually got immediately, <laughs> I got, when I dive into something, I really dive in. So That's good. I got baptized almost immediately. I knew I needed a change and um, I was willing to do, do just about anything to change it. And um, so I did that. And, uh, and then I got plugged into Journey um, almost immediately after. Uh, from there, I started serving at um, Needline, some of the local organizations, and, and just giving my time towards that, I started to learn how to give. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, a lot of college students don't have money to give, but whenever Matt did his uh, his um, lecture on, um, you know, the percentages and all that kind of stuff, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I can't just sit here, like the little money I have, I need to learn how to give, how to save and how to, uh, how to spend, um, properly and how to manage my money. And so, you know, that's kind of like, you could just see God showing up in the people that, you know, he, he put around me and and all the wisdom that he was giving me in like those initial months. Um, I stayed plugged in even without, uh, you know, going to, uh, not even just going to the the sermons, like I, I had the podcast app, I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, dialed in with all my exercise and I used to run and just listen to the podcast and learn everything that I had, hadn't known before. And so, um, you know, it was just the people that he surrounded me with, the wisdom he surrounded me with uh, that kind of got me over those frustrations. So it sounds like the people were critical as far as uh, you know, getting that transformation started. Uh, w- what was the transformation like whenever you moved back here? And you said you plugged in. Uh, what's life like now? How has that led into how you're doing now after you've kind of had that transformation in your life? Man, it was incredible. Um, physically, I lost like 130 pounds over two years. <laughs> and it was weird because like I had <laughs> That's amazing. an accountability partner that I had never had before. So like whenever I was like running laps around a track, I'd be like, hey, hey, God's got you. Just one more lap. He's got mm-hmm. you. He'll get you there. And so, um, you know, I felt accountable to a the highest accountability partner there could possibly be. Right. Yeah. Because every night I was praying about the same thing over and over again. And so that, you know, physically I got in better shape mentally. I got over my anxiety disorder that I had, um, when I was in Seattle, um, I think getting plugged into a community and, and getting structure really helped me with that. But I also went to, you know, I I saw a counselor, um, I, I took steps in that area. Um, 
you know, and, and spiritually I learned how to trust God because, you know, he just kept showing up for me every, every time I went to him. So all three of those areas just kind of all came together. And it's funny, whenever you get them all on the same track, it's hard to get off the track. Like, yeah, it um, seems like everything lined up. So exactly. That's the nice thing about God's timing. And you said, you know, you, you're with the, the highest accountability partner, but you might've actually met someone else that it might hold you accountable. Uh, you told me that you met your uh, fiance at the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Actually it was through um, journey was just starting. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Ben Stinnett uh, was leading a college leadership group at the time. And this was a couple of years ago now, but uh, there were only like four of us that showed up to the meeting. But um, you know, my, uh, my future fiance was at that meeting and uh, I actually offered to go sit with her at church. And that's kind of how our, relationship kind of began but um you know yeah she definitely holds me accountable now uh, that might not be the nice. appropriate way to put it but yeah i just thought that might be a good transition but it sounds yeah. like you know she's she's been a teammate as far as uh you know along your your journey and uh it, it says here that you've you've actually started a college small group so you, maybe you got plugged in through that and now maybe you lead your own is that right yeah um i actually joined a a, a a couple small groups. I, ha I had a small group that was a little older than me, you know, that I plugged into. So it was kind of cool seeing, you know, uh, uh, a lot of people getting, uh, getting married and, and uh, also, uh, you know, having kids and stuff. And I just felt like I could learn from them. And then also, you know, being an older college student myself, um, I was in a college small group and then kind of took a leadership position um, and have been leading that group ever since. So you kind of, you kind of get both angles, right? You kind of mm -hmm. get the wisdom from the older group and then you can kind of you know join some of your peers and, and and learn from each other as well so um i think that's a huge part of anyone's faith journey is finding people um who you can connect with in the church um definitely and people of your age group people of your similar background um because we all have pretty much the same concerns we can <laughs> we can just talk it out together yeah you can talk and bounce questions and things like that it's always great to plug in with a small group or just a group of people a group of people that you know are walking in the same faith as you and you can ask them questions it's always beneficial to have that we've touched a little bit on some key people you've mentioned uh you know a couple people here or there but who are those people like whenever you think of your journey they've influenced your faith the most well my my cousin uh sydney reed actually you know, uh, told me about Journey, and, and we started going to Journey. I started going with her family, uh, so I have to give a shout out to her. Uh, obviously, my fiance. Um, mm -hmm. She, like I said, she's been a great accountability partner, and she constantly challenges me to continue to grow in my faith. Um, and my dad, actually, uh, my dad goes to the um, former church that I used to go to, and uh, you know, he continues to go there. But he was constantly. Um, just a presence in my life. And I don't think I would have turned to God had he not been there and, and been consistently praying for me. Um, and it was kind of his confidence that led me to give God a chance. I remember him saying, <laughs> you know, when someone's really confident, when you can just tell it in their voice. And he was just like, man, Austin, I I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it happen for me. And um, so uh I, I knew that, um, you know, one day maybe I could see it. So that's when I turned and, um, you know, that was crucial for me. Right. Right. So that's all, that's awesome to have those kind of people in your life that, that are always helping you and supporting you. So, uh, that's really great to hear about and Michael. This has been really, it's been a great story to hear 
it's been really fascinating to hear uh, all these different you know places that your journey took you. Um, let's say that someone is considering taking action as far as maybe serving or getting plugged into a small group or anything like that, or maybe just uh, they're along their journey as well. Do you have any advice or, or what would you say to those people that are you know maybe listening right now and they might have been in a similar uh, place that you were on your journey? Yeah, just just take a step. Um, I listen to Dave Ramsey and he always says, how do you eat an elephant? And you eat it one bite at a time. So you pretty much, <laughs> you just, you keep, you got to get some small victories under you. So, um, you know, get plugged in, do one thing and, and just watch it grow. And, um, you know, those small victories help prepare you for the, for the bigger ones you're headed for. So, um, but also, so you got to know that God's for you and, and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. Um, so I just encourage them to, to, to go to him and see what he can do for them. Um, like I said, God was my biggest accountability partner and, and he can be theirs too. So, you know, he's already walking next to him. And uh, even whenever you can't see God, he's there. So choose to walk with him. That's awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for getting on here and uh, allowing me to interview you for the Behind My Journey podcast. I think this has been enlightening. I think a lot of people are are going to look at your story and maybe find some parallels or find some comfort in the fact that you've made it to that other side and uh, you've made your transformation. So I just want to thank you so much, uh, you know, for sitting down. You know, it was via Zoom. Would have loved to meet you in person, but you know, that's that's part of the world we live in right now. But thank you so much, Michael, for sharing your journey. For sure. Thanks, Quinn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.